Hello and welcome to In at Break, a discussion on all things education. You can call me Mr B. I teach sport and business in a further education college. And I'm Mr T and I'm a primary school teacher. Each week one of us is going to ask the other a question about education. It might be serious, it might be silly, but we'll give you our take on it. We're going to decide who asks the question with a good old-fashioned coin toss. I'll flip it and you call it. Here we go. Oh, can I just say that a quick shout out weird. to um, uh, <laughs> what was uh, what's the name of the 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 band? Is it Hermitage Green? Hermitage Green, yeah. Shout out Hermitage Green. It is legitimately the best band that I've ever been shown by somebody. I listen to their music all the time now. I absolutely love them. So <laughs> shout out to them. You should watch if you haven't watched them. Watch some of their music videos. Very very cool. Oh, I will check it out though. Music videos, yeah. All right, let's do this thing. Uh, right, we're gonna hit this. Flip it. What are you calling? You already know it's heads, dude. Oh, it's fucking tails. It's tails <laughs> in your face. I won a fucking coin toss for the first time. Have I won one this season? Never in your life have you won one. I think I gifted Shut you one, but Shut that was mouth. it. <laughs> right, do it. Dare, don't you dare talk about my mum like that. How dare you? <laughs> Hit me. Give me this question. Okay. Um, shit. <laughs> don't choke now under pressure uh no i was gonna hit you with a series of smaller questions back to back but you're not gonna have much time to answer them you're gonna have to like kind of go straight off the bat quick fire nice i like okay. it cool who is in your opinion the best villainous movie teacher go um it's uh, the Trunchbull from Matilda. Oh. And I know technically she is a head teacher, but she comes in and she does teach in the classes. It has to be the Trunchbull. Who is more villainous than Trunchbull? Um, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, I think that's it's probably nailed it. That's, like, um, <laughs> that, that's, the only, that's the only one that I could think of that was the guy in uh, There's the guy in Ferris Bueller. Oh, uh, yeah. I've forgotten his name. That was, that was the one that was sitting in my head. Okay. Uh, right. Who would you most like to be taught by? Ah, oh, man, that's a good question. What is in just anybody in the world? Anybody in the world. Ah, oh, man. In whatever subject I want. Yep. <clears throat> so this is, I guess, going to cause a bit of controversy because he does tend to split the crowd. But I do find um, Jordan Peterson particularly Okay. Uh, interesting in his approach. I don't necessarily agree with everything that he says. I think he says a, I say he says some stuff that's fucking like way too conservative for me. And um, but I do find that his approach is quite interesting. And and to be honest, what I try and find as well with anybody that's going to teach me something, especially someone that I like look up to, all I really want is just a bit more life experience than me. And I just want just someone to tell me like in a very very small way just like one almost like a tip does that make sense i don't i wouldn't necessarily want him to teach me much more i would just i would love to sit down in a lecture with him and listen to i've listened to a lot of his lectures on youtube about kind of like human psychology and stuff and i don't necessarily have much interest in human psychology past the um the kind of like surface i suppose of like this person did this and that could mean this is why they did it. So he does, he tends to do a lot of stuff about like Nazis and a lot of stuff about people who are psychopaths and stuff like that, which is kind of interesting. But what I'm more interested in is that like, your average Joe, why we do certain things. And he's got a book 
that I've read where he talks about um he talks about like the importance of body posture and how like if you show your if you kind of have your shoulders back and you're standing up straight and you kind of almost like dominate with your posture people will respond to that more than if you're shelled up and kind of like hunched over and looking a bit kind of shy so i'd love to sit, i'd love to just sit and listen to him for an hour and especially if i had an opportunity to ask some questions at the end i'd love to do that but that'd be mine what'd be yours uh, i mean i forgot to say when i asked that question you could include me in it as your answer <laughs> but that's fine oh i mean um, uh, i i i assumed you were already yeah no it's fine it's fine it's okay i'm not i'm not offended at all <laughs> i don't need to be taught by you i listen i speak to you every two weeks and i also <laughs> i constantly <clears throat> I don't need to be taught I'm gathering up tips as I go. Um, my one, I, so one of my other friends, his drama teacher was Greg Davies of Inbetweeners <laughs> and Taskmaster fame. And I just think that that would be hilarious. Uh, I think he'd be very funny to be taught by. So I'm going to, I'm going to pitch that one out there because I think that would be an interesting and novel. Uh, cool. That would be cool to be able to. Educational be experience. Uh, who would you least like to be taught by? <clears throat> um i am not included in this <laughs> well there goes my answer um to not be taught by i guess like to be honest uh, like <laughs> i was about to say my brother but what i what i what i mean by that is, is what i mean by that and, and obviously that's not particularly <laughs> for people at home but what i mean by that is someone who isn't really like interested in pursuing more in life do you know what i mean i i feel like there are certain <laughs> yes i'm aware life. of people like this <laughs> like i just don't i mean and i don't want you know that's how they want to live their life that's completely their choice nothing to do with me i don't want to be taught by them though people who just kind of like tick along who are just like that's another year gone okay what was different this year to last year what's changed nothing same job same house same complaints, same body. No, I've got no new hobbies, no new interests. I haven't improved in anything. I'm just the same person I was five years ago. Those kind of people, I just don't know what I can pick up from. Like, I just feel so. And, and you see a lot of them in staff rooms, the people yeah. who teach for, you know, how like 25 years. And, you know, for the first three or four years, they were trying all this new stuff and they were trying new hobbies and they were trying to get themselves involved. And then now they're just like, their thing is that they're a mum and they're a teacher. That's that's their like thing. That's their whole life. And you sit and chat with them and you know, good for them. Like, you know, you want to dedicate yourself to being a mum or to being the best teacher ever, then that's fine. But they don't even do that. They're just kind of like, Oh, I've got to go and pick the kids up again today. I've got to go and do this on the weekend. Oh, I never get any time for myself. And then they do get time for themselves and they're just like spending it doing work or whatever. Like I just I don't know. People that aren't particularly like motivated, people that aren't particularly motivating to me, and I guess like if I had to actually pick like a a specific person to not be taught by, I feel like Donald Trump would be pretty far up that list of like fucking people. That was, that was right at the top of mine as well. <laughs> like, which is so funny because he doesn't really tick the box I had before because he really isn't. You, you can't get, you can't become a president if you're a like, uh, you know, if you're doing nothing all day, if you just you sat around, like you know, he ha he obviously is someone who is somewhat motivated and pushes himself. I guess maybe it would be quite funny to be taught by him just to sit there and be like, wow, this guy is delusional. <laughs> but, you know, I think that there's plenty of people that you could pick to do that with, you know? 
We probably uh, just hit our American listeners in half. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yes, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Not sorry. Yeah. Um, how about, uh, this is another question for you. What do you think your best teaching attribute is? Go. Um, people relationships. I'm able to build up that relationship so quickly. And I don't know why. I think it's just because I'm so enthusiastic and I genuinely do love my job. I really, really, really love my job. And I honestly think that that's all a kid really needs for the most part. They just want to know that you're there and, and you're excited and then they'll be excited with you. You know, like with a, not to compare children to dogs, you know how dogs, <laughs> you know how with dogs we're like, if you walk up to a dog and you're just like so excited about something, the dog kind of like gets excited with you. Like, I don't really know why we're excited, but I guess we're really excited. I kind of feel like you can get away with that with kids a little bit as well. If I came in like, oh guys, I'm so excited today. We've got this really cool spelling test to do and it's going to be so amazing. I cannot wait to give you guys these books. We're going to get through it super, super fast, super, super easy. Let's go do it all together. Let's get this done. And then we're going to just move on to whatever's next. They'll be like, yeah, cool. Spelling test. Yay. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think that if you can, um, if you can really just sell to someone that you're really enthusiastic, I think that people will follow someone who's, in th- who's enthusiastic into most things, to be honest. I reckon you just kind of, if you walk into somewhere and you're like, hey guys, like today we're going to do this. I mean, it's, I, I guess, like a massive part of why people do, uh, like if you're, uh, if you're leading like a workout, if you're leading at a gym, you need to be enthusiastic about the workout because most people are like, I don't want to fucking exercise. I don't want to be here. Okay, we're going to do five star jumps and <laughs> 10 press-ups and uh oh then we're gonna move on to hip bridges <laughs> i love <clears throat> this voice. It's 10 star jumps count them with me <laughs> one all right like those kind of people you don't need two <laughs> <laughs> so i think that i definitely think that for me having the uh having the chance to really have build up those pupil relationships quickly and get them on side. Cause it, 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 having that, having the trust of your pupils and having that safe space for them to be in gives you so much more that you don't have to worry about. I don't have to worry about behavior management because they don't want to upset me because we have that friendship built up. So they don't want to let me down as a friend. And, and that's, that's actually a term that I use quite a lot in the classroom. If someone does something that, um, you know, it's like, you know, it's nothing major, but they do something that's a bit out of line. I might be like, oh man, like that that sucks. You really let me down there. I really kind of trusted you and you've let me down. And the look on their faces is just like, fuck. <laughs> I cannot believe. I cannot believe I let him down in this moment of need when actually, like, you know, I'm not that bummed about you chatting in the middle of my lesson. I just need you to focus. <laughs> what about yours? Because obviously you're only you're just over a year in. So I'm interested to see what your what you'd think is my, your uh, my uh, best teaching attribute is um the sheer volume of things that i don't know <laughs> because i am not limited then in things that i will attempt nice <laughs> yeah yeah so sure. like i don't know whether this format for a lesson is going to work so i'm going to try it and sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's shit <laughs> yeah. and i don't know what the right answer is right here so i'm just going to wing it and i'm going to tell them hey listen you shouldn't have punched that guy in the face because <laughs> it's illegal <laughs> and because i don't know for sure I, you know sometimes i get it right sometimes i get it wrong i think that kind of like yeah i don't know what i don't know which is kind of a little bit freeing at definitely times. um 
and I can kind of go at things with that. And I, <clears throat> I think second to that, I have a big voice that can be very loud when it needs to be. So, um, there have been times when I've had to cut through the chatter in like a sports hall or something like that. And nobody's, nobody's beating my voice. It's not happening. <laughs> it's, sure. You know, like they're bringing, they're bringing forks to a machine gun fight. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah. I intentionally like tapped on something there that we, we, that got drilled a lot into me and my PGC was take risks and do things. You don't know how it's going to go and like, explore a new style of <clears throat> lesson. And I think that you've, the fact that you are, you've identified that and acknowledged that, like, hey, I'm really pushing for new things and trying things that I haven't ever tried before. It's a fucking great sign. It means that you're doing something, you know, very right. Well, when it goes right. <laughs> it goes wrong. Like, it, 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 I know it is, it is kind of a complicated thing because at what, what point are you weighing up kind of taking the risk with their education versus, you know, you actually landing it? But what I would say is, ultimately your job is to be the best teacher you possibly can be and the only way you're going to really learn that stuff is to you know to train and to, to take those risks and give it a go i've had i've had lessons where i was so sure that this like big risk i was going to take was going to pay off and i was going to have the best lesson ever and it has absolutely flopped and i've also had lessons where i have i thought all right well i'll mix it up halfway through the lesson or like i've just i've just thrown an audible in the middle of the lesson i'm like oh my god this is so much better than what i ever thought it was going to be and you know it's the only way you can really learn how to make your best lessons just a little uh, apology there to all of our uh, u.s listeners uh we appreciate the fact that you don't throw an audible that you call an audible um so you'll have to forgive my very uk-based friend you throw a ball. You go, fool. go, uh, go, Arizona Cardinals. Big fan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you a single player. I think Fitzgerald. That's it. Wow. Well, that was surprising. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how I know that? Not from not from following the sport at all. Madden. From playing Madden games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So next one. What is your worst? teaching trait i this is something that i am this is something that i have to actively um work on all the time like constantly if i don't if i'm not on this it slips immediately and um i i'm a i'm a pretty fucking good teacher in terms of being at the front of the class and teaching i'm pretty fucking good at that what i am not great at is the behind the scenes stuff of like the admin and um, figuring out kind of w how to prioritize my work right now. Like what needs to be done now, today? What needs to be done? Or uh, what things should I be doing that I'm not already doing? Like, do you know what I mean? Like the, the, the behind the scenes and extras of being a teacher and almost, I mean, to, to sum it up in a word, being organized, you know, organization is, is, is really what the issue is. And the way countered that this year is i always have a to-do list on me paper to-do list and i have my timetable uh put on my cal like um i use a uh, outlook so we use calendar and outlook so i have i know exactly what i need to be doing for that day but if i'm not on that 
And that's why these half terms are so difficult because as much as I need them, they break that routine. And so it does take me like one or two weeks to really get back into the swing of like, what do I need to be doing after school? What do I need to be doing with my time? What extra stuff can I add in and stuff like that? You know, cool. I'm guessing yours is the same as your, is. is your, is yours, is yours not going to be just the same? No, it's yours. No, I, I have three things that are fairly equal uh one is my language in a classroom is as foul as it is on this podcast um so if someone does something stupid in my class i will literally be like what the fuck are you doing i i will i will drop the f-bomb in class uh and i'm trying to manage it i'm trying to get better at it uh but equally part of my teaching brief is to prepare the students for vocational experience so to prepare them for going into industry yeah and i promise you i assure you if you go to work in the sport or fitness industry and you do something daft someone will tell you to fuck off (laughs) so i still hold firm that i'm teaching them what life will actually be like yes (laughs) um so but that's that's probably like in the immediate sense the worst one um <clears throat> the next one is that I um I tend to go kind of in in waves of uh of productivity. I'll have like a little slump and if I don't get myself out of the slump immediately, I'll have lost half a day in terms of productivity. But like no that'll be way. that'll be that'll be counted by like the other half of the day I'll be hyper productive. It doesn't happen every day, but maybe like one day in the week half that day i'll have five things to do and i'll achieve two of them because i've just uh, i've just flattened out and it, and i if i let myself wallow in it that kind of pit can really can really grow and it can really rob me of quite a lot of usable time and um, so that's one thing that i have to constantly look at and the more fatigued i am the more that plays a part yeah and um, and then the last one and this is one that I think is just about me in life in general. I take it too personally. I just take everything, like everything comes home with me. Like, I, you know, I'll be awake at four in the morning because a student said something. And I'll be like, oh, Jesus, like, you know, why do they hate me? Right. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. And so I, I just take it all too personally. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of it's a lot of front and bravado what I say on here, but yeah, most of, most of it's like quite it's an insecure experience <laughs> for me. Um, yeah. Like the, the outer shell uh, is very thin and fragile and inside is goo. <laughs> I definitely think that there is something to be said for that. Like I don't necessarily know if people's think in their head, just how much of an impact stuff they say or do would have on a teacher especially the older ones like with with the children at least at my age you can kind of play it down to like they're just young they don't know what's going on whereas as a teenager you kind of i don't know i would have a little bit more of like a dude you fucking know exactly how that was going to make me feel or you know exactly like how rude that was that you just did and you did it anyway so um i can totally understand why you bring it home i think a lot of us do i i certainly do i've definitely had a couple times where i've come home and cried not necessarily because of um not necessarily because of uh, like something that a child's done, like necessarily like taking it to me, but definitely like safeguarding stuff or like mm. 
you know like i could like i can remember really specifically a day that was like so sad man it was just so sad and i came home and fucking like properly cried for like an hour and i i'm i'm you know i'm not like super tough i never fucking cry or any that bullshit if i need to cry i'll cry but i have never cried really like that about something that has nothing to do with me it has absolutely no impact on me in my life like i don't see the kid anymore he's in another school um but it was brutal man he he came in um basically his mom had been like struggling with cancer for a long time and it was mad she came in and just uh basically told the school like what she said the words that she said to the head teacher was basically like today's the day she's like this is it like i'm going to the hospice after this i'm dropping him off i'm going to the hospice and it was so fucked up man because she dropped that kid off and he came into school with a mum and left without one and that was oh. such a fucking horrible day because we all like throughout the day we were all going we all had to go off and take breaks to like basically like to go and have like a cry for a sec because he had no fucking idea what was coming he and, and obviously we all know we all know and, and to be fair like the dad was super cool, super on it. And the dad, the dad phoned up at 10 o'clock. So he obviously they dropped off at like, what, like nine at 10 o'clock. Dad phoned up to be like, just so you know, she's passed away. I will be picking him up later. Don't worry. Um, and it was just, it was just so fucking harrowing to have that. And it was such like, it was such like a, it was just really hard to sit with this kid and look at him and be like, holy shit, you're about to have like probably one of the most like poignant moments of your life. You're about to have something that is going to shape you forever. And I can do nothing to prepare you for this. Like what's coming next is going to hit you hard and fast. And I have absolutely no way of preparing you. There's nothing I can do. Cause what am I going to do? Tell him I can't, I can't prepare him. I can't be like, Hey, just so you know, mommy's very sick. Like he knows, he knows the deal. So days like that, where you bring it home, is part of this job that is definitely understated. And I, you know, you end up, I see it a lot on the, on the teaching subreddit about like, we are, a, we are like part-time teacher, part-time psychologist, part-time school counselor, part-time military disciplinarian. Like, you know, we have so many hats that we end up wearing throughout the day. So I am not even a little bit surprised that stuff gets through and, you know, it definitely affects us. And with, especially with days like that, there's nothing you can do it's, it's hitting you it's getting hit and you know i'm sorry that was like a particularly dark story to tell on this podcast but i wanted to, to show that like we're human as well i think yeah. that we're not i think that sometimes people think maybe we try to tell a funny story or try to do it as a, a comedy kind of thing but truth is it is more just us talking about our feelings on stuff yeah. and yeah we're yeah we're fucking hilarious for most of it but um <laughs> the truth is that we we have feelings too you know i'm not just a comedy piece of meat um we're just a puppet yeah uh okay so next one then there's two parts to this this is the last kind of rapid fire stuff that i want to ask yeah um what is the one thing you wish you were allowed to teach but you're not allowed to teach Brazilian jiu-jitsu. No. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. I would not teach jiu-jitsu to the kids. Um, um, man, something that I wish I could teach that I can't. You know what? This is actually legit. I really wish I could do more stuff on 
film like more edit stuff on like editing and shooting and photography and framing and understanding how to set up a scene and not necessarily like the process of shooting a film i don't think that's necessarily needed but what what i would love to be able to do is be like hey guys over this half term you are going to shoot a vlog and it, the vlog can be on whatever you want but it needs to be within school and we're going to go through the process of you know editing and stuff i think that's because i i think that like if i think that if you're going to teach drama at school you should be teaching film alongside it because it's it's a medium that is just as relevant if not more and you know having having drama and understanding acting and you know getting into character and understanding the scene and theater is fucking you know it's great it's a brilliant way to explore the arts but I think that vlogging and YouTube is much more relevant for children at that age and is going to open up a lot more doors for them than learning how to act properly. And I'm not saying one or the other, but I'm saying alongside that, I would love the chance to be able to properly sit down and be like, right, from year, I don't know, let's say, let's say year five and six onwards, five and six onwards, you are now going to be learning how to shoot and edit using basic, you know, editing software, basic footage. That's what I would go with. That's very cool. That's really cool. I think that would make a big difference to kids. All right. So the the last one, the last rapid fire one. What is the one thing you teach? Wait, wait. You, you didn't wish... tell me what you wanted to teach. Oh, my one. Um, what do I wish I could teach that I'm not allowed? Ah, uh, uh, this one. <sighs> this will be really boring uh mrs b actually kind of talks about this all the time as something she wishes was done in schools and i honestly can't argue with that i think it's brilliant uh how to manage your finances yeah <laughs> like honestly like at the age group i work with teaching a kid like yeah cool you can take your paycheck and you can go and blow it all on a night out but then you won't be able to get into work the next day or you won't be able to buy food for the week or yeah. you know and um uh, you know, it's it's boring, but I think it would have been really powerful for me when I went off to university to know how the fuck I should manage my finances. Yeah, yeah. What do I need to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, which is, I mean, it's it's quite a boring thing. Um, but that's that's honestly the biggest skill that I would love to be able to teach my students. Uh, I partially can't teach them that because I'm still to this day not amazing at managing my finances. <laughs> but sure. I'm a lot better. I'm a lot better than I was um yeah so what is the one subject or the one thing that you teach that you wish you just didn't have to bother with that you could just bin from the curriculum straight away man there's no that like there's not necessarily a subject that i would just fucking rip out there's no subject that I teach that I'm thinking like, oh, this is so pointless. I would say, and this is no knock on it at all, but I would say that Ari yeah. <laughs> as, as, like a, as like a subject to be taught. And RE stands for? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Religious education. So the idea of just teaching about religions purely, I think is a bit, um, I think it's a bit kind of, I don't know, redundant at this point. Like, it's a bit, I, I think that, I'm not saying necessarily that religion has died out, and obviously I'm, I'm sure there are still plenty of people that are religious, but I think that religion is such like a weirdly personal journey, and such a particularly um, 
spiritual and deep connection that for me to kind of like teach you about the absolutely like the, the, the surface layer of Hinduism, I don't necessarily think that I'm the best person to be doing that. I don't necessarily hate Ari. Like, I, I just find it quite interesting to teach. So we did something a couple of weeks ago where we were talking about this Jewish festival. And what I did, I did, I researched kind of what they would do at the festival. And there was a whole ceremony they do where they drink a particular type of juice and they eat bread and blah, 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 like eat a type of fruit. And they thank God for these different things as they go along. So anyway, what, what I did is we, we reenacted the, uh, like the festival. And as we went along, I like, we'd pause and say, okay, now why would they do this bit? You know, like give them a chance to kind of experience it as we go. Obviously I didn't actually do the ceremony with them. That'd be a bit bizarre, but we, we kind of went through the physical actions of going through it and stuff. And I thought that was pretty cool, but like really would I know any more than a rabbi? No. And what would be probably better would be surely to get some spiritual leaders in to, yeah, to discuss this stuff and instead of being instead of me being able to give like a fucking surface layer snapshot of a religion that they might have maybe heard of instead get someone in who lives this stuff and absolutely knows it backwards and don't don't half-ass it with like a parent helper because that's what would end up happening <coughs> you'd end up with teachers who would be like oh yeah i've got a muslim in my class come on in come and speak to the kids no, what you need is you need someone who is, you know, a scholar in that and understands those writings and understands that teaching and has a way of aiming at the kids. And as a teacher, I think that realistically what would be better than that is to teach about culture. And instead of focusing on the religious aspect, which seems very personal and very, um, you know, unique to each person that's within that religion, instead of doing that, why not have it as a culture? <laughs> class and have it as a way to explore different cultures and well how do we do school in another country or how do you know how do um how do people treat their teachers in japan or how do how does the government work in singapore or whatever do you know what i mean like kind of pick out those different things or like what 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 uh what how do people eat in another country it's like a really basic one right like that's that's like the absolute fundamentals what do people eat in another country? What kind of stuff do they explore in that country? What what sport do they have that we don't go anywhere near? Just kind of like give people more of a chance to be interested about different cultures than it is to teach them specifically about here is a religion that you need to know about. Here is a particular God that we need to learn by name. It doesn't matter. It's so personal. And, and ultimately, me teaching a girl about, you know, Hinduism who's five years old, I think that she's going to end up just kind of going like, all right, well, that was, that was kind of like that, that weird thing that we learned about in year one. Whereas actually if it's, if we're going to go down that route, give her a chance to explore it properly and take it seriously. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems, it seems such a bizarre thing that we focus on. And I think that to be honest, a lot of it just comes off the backbone of this, like we are still a Christian country. We are going to teach your British values and respect God and all this shit. Like it we're past it. And I think we've evolved past the point where people are, judging each other for that kind of stuff and no one really gives a shit goodbye all of our old conservative listeners <laughs> our, our, <laughs> our, our, our 60 to 90 demographic just tanked see you later i have no problem <laughs> with the idea of teaching children about religion what i don't like is that it's kind of it's kind of like a snapshot thing of like hey here's a week on hinduism here's an hour on you know well, it's religious education from 
a traditional British viewpoint, which is not yes. necessarily the actual reality of a religion at all. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I'm especially careful in Ari that we have a lot of discussion about how this isn't everybody. Not all Christians are this, not all Muslims are this, not all, you know, um, whatever else are this. Like, we specifically discuss the fact that it's like some people do this. Some people do this because how the fuck am I meant to nail down an entire religious belief system in an hour and say, this is what all of them believe roughly. Fuck that. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And people have such like personal relationships with their religions and they'll change things to suit them and fucking, you know, good for them, whatever they want to do for their religion. That's absolutely no problem. But I do think it, like me and the teacher who is also in year one with me are both card carrying atheists. Like we're both like, nah, I don't, I just don't believe in a God. Sorry. That's just how it goes. And so am I really, and goodbye our believers. <laughs> uh... <laughs> no, it's going to be just me and you listening. Um, and you know, I'm not saying that I can't teach religion, but wouldn't you rather that be in the hands of somebody who truly believes in this stuff and really knows their stuff? You know? Yeah. I think that's good. That's a valid point, isn't it? What do you Very reckon? Fair. What's yours? Uh, I have um, on a technical standpoint I fucking hate teaching um, the Krebs cycle and the aerobic energy system. I just <laughs> like I just what are you talking about? I, it's a very specific part of human energy systems and I hate teaching it. I've like I've learned it at different levels throughout my education. Yeah. And I've tried teaching it numerous different ways and I haven't found a way yet to teach it where it's anything less than dull as dishwater. <laughs> um and it's it's yeah, I can't make it exciting. And I know that ultimately it's a problem for me that I probably need to work on that to improve that. But yeah, that's that one. And uh the second one is football. Oh yeah. Everybody seems to think that because I teach on the sport course, I will one, I will teach football, and two, I will teach them how right. to play football or be better at football. I am shit at football. <laughs> okay. I will watch it. I am a football fan, but I'm not teaching you anything. And also there is more to the world of sport than football. And I find it hugely annoying that all my students come along at the start of the year and let's say like 50% of the group are like, yeah, let's play football. I'm like, no, shut your mouth. You're never going to kick a ball in my class. Yeah, it's sure. not going to happen. So, uh, yeah, I, I know that sometimes in some of the modules I can use football as a medium for imparting knowledge. It's never going to happen. Ever. <laughs> yeah. Not going to happen. Not on my watch. Not happening. I can imagine yeah. it coming up a lot. People are like, should we play football? Can we play football today? It's like, okay, guys, we've got to do some, uh, we've got to do some practical work on uh, team and group dynamics. Cool, we'll play football. No, we'll not play football. Sit down. Shut up. This is your yeah. first rule of group dynamics. I'm the boss <laughs> of your group. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, uh, those are my two. The Krebs cycle and football. <laughs> very sense. very specific yeah. like, not as not anywhere near as like uh as deep thinking or provocative deep as as yours but um no mine could be mine could be provocative depending on who, who's listening <laughs> yeah that's true uh but yeah those are my ones um 
Have you got uh, from the classroom for this week anything that you've thought of? This this one was particularly funny. Um, <laughs> so two weeks ago, I had uh, I had parent consultations, um, which was basically parents' evening, but they call it parent consultation because it sounds posh. And <laughs> um, and so because obviously with COVID, we had to do it all online, and. So the way that it works is awesome system. So the system is set up. They set up an appointment. All I do is log into the system and the system starts the call and it has a 10 minute timer at the top. Once that 10 minute timer stops, you're out. Your call's over. I, like, I don't have any control over it. It's just done. Boom. And then it goes five, four, three, two, one. Boom. You're into the next call. So it moves you on to the next ones, which like is that. fantastic for me because I talk forever. So every time I have a parents' evening, I end up overrunning by, no joke, I reckon about two hours because I end up talking so much. And I have to say to parents, like, I need you to shut me up. But I just love talking about their kids. And obviously no parent is going to be like, stop talking about my child. I've had enough now. So um, anyway, obviously the fact we were doing it online means that technical issues happen. <laughs> So I was sat there and one of the girls in my class, her dads were waiting for me. So I got onto the call and I say, hello, Mr. Mr. X, how are you? And they both sat there smiling. You know, like when, someone's, when, when someone knows they're about to be watching, they're like all postured up, chest out, sat up beautifully like a kid in assembly. And they're, you know, they're, they were waiting and they're smiling. And it's been 30 seconds and there's been nothing. And the smile drops. And their posture drops <laughs> and they're back to like relaxed state. And they look at each other and they start going, well, like so much for being prepared. What was the point in this? And then they start like having a fucking fight, basically like a bicker between the two of them. So one of them goes, did you get my bike? Did you put my bike into the uh, shop? Did you get it fixed? And he goes, yeah, it's in the shop now. And he goes, well, that's no fucking good, is it? And I'm sat there and I can hear and see everything but they can't hear or see me so i'm like frantically going like oh like i'm hearing all of this stuff and they think this is all private and i don't know what i'm meant to do here i can't disconnect the call because then i'm out of the system so i'm like right i'll fucking refresh the page refresh the page come back in they're both sat there still um and now they're like properly arguing with each other like well like you told me i needed to be home from work and that this hasn't worked and now i'm sat here and this is the worst thing ever and i'm just like oh my god i don't know what to do with this so like properly arguing with each other so i'm like shit i've got access to everybody's phone numbers on the system so i log on to the system and i find their mobile number so i ring their mobile number and obviously they're using an ipad because all i hear is like vroom, vroom, of the ipad rumbling from the like phone call and he goes oh so annoying hangs up and i'm like fuck he's hung up on me again so i phone back again i'm using my mobile here i'm just like trying to get through to them vroom, vroom. Oh, who is this ringing hangs up again and then the other the, the other guy turns to him and he goes maybe it's why oh, did he say my name holy shit maybe it's mr t ringing you and he goes oh yeah maybe so i ring again he goes, burr, burr. right well i'm gonna pick it up then <clears throat> hello mr x <laughs> <laughs> like as if nothing had happened and i'm like hi just so you know I have been on this call the entire time and I've heard and I've seen everything. And he turns around and he like looks at his husband and he mouths out like, he like mouths, obviously on the camera, I can see him still. Mouths on the camera, he's like, fuck. 
<laughs> and his husband's like, what? What's going on? And he's like, oh my God, did you seriously hear and see everything? I'm like, yep, really sorry. I was like, listen, don't worry about it. We can reschedule the call. We'll talk again and we'll go through something else. And he goes, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. I can't believe it. So anyway, I go, um, but don't worry about it. We'll reschedule for another day. I'll, I'll speak to you another time. Um, and, I, and I ended it with, anyway, good luck with the bike. And the look on both of their faces, <laughs> where they like, literally both like head in hands, like, oh my God, he heard about the bike. So anyway, I hang up the phone, but there's still three minutes left on the call and they haven't hung up the call. So now they're sat there and they're just like, oh, Mr. T's so lovely. That's so nice of him to do that. Waste of fucking time, though. What are we doing here? Like, you know, waited here for seven minutes and blah, blah, blah. Like, start arguing all over again. Luckily, the call ended at some point and um, I just decided to essentially walk away from the call because, like, this is so bizarre. I feel like I'm spying on someone through their webcam. But yeah, easily the most fun I've ever had on a parents' evening. And to be fair, they're both so cool because the next day when. Um, when one of them picked up, he picks up, he's got this super, super, super nice convertible BMW and he picked up in the car and he held his hand up so that he was like almost shielding his eyes from me. And I came over and I said, like, hello, Mr. X, how are you? And he was like, I am so embarrassed. I am so, so sorry about yesterday. I was like, no, not a problem. And anyway, um, in the half term, he sent me through a picture of the bike. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me through a picture of the bike and he said safe and sound just wanted to let you know and i was like oh that's so cool what a cool way to end it off that they sent me through a picture of the bike like to kind of like you know make light of the situation but yeah that that's my story but yeah it was a lot of fun man it was that's really cool really cool story i like that one a lot <laughs> like one a hell of a lot <laughs> this is a cool episode man I, I like this one like quick fires quick questions is the way to go <laughs> yeah well let's see let's see um <laughs> Because I, I might not be able to come up with quick ones anymore. They might have been my quick ones. <laughs> that might have been our quick episode. So, uh, what's your favourite colour? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'll go on a deep rant about how orange just represents so much to me, you know. <laughs> I can't just answer with one word, fuck's sake. Right. Um, all right, well, thank you, guys. Uh, yeah. That's two of two for today. Yeah. Um, check out our other one with our guest uh dr h and um as always any questions please send them in to us we're ticking up what number will this be will this be seven and eight for this I think so, yeah i think so uh it's, it's either seven and eight ten. or it's six or seven yeah but anyway once we get to the 10th one of this season we will um answer your questions so please send them in uh so we can have a little bit of time to maybe prepare some answers yes that email address is in at break at gmail.com or we're also on twitter at in at break just send us your questions in and we'd happily answer them there's so many new listeners i would love to hear from some of you please 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 do send in your questions yeah all right cheers Thanks, guys. guys take care Oi. this is the fun part we'd love to hear from you comments and questions are most welcome Every month, we're going to answer questions from listeners in one special episode. So you can send your questions in to inatbreak at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying the show, then please subscribe. Maybe you could even tell a friend. Or maybe you could even give us a little follow on Twitter. At inatbreak. Or follow us on Instagram. Also, at inatbreak. See you next time. Bye.